Forever and ever, amen. You know this is five minutes with Stan. I missed you last week, Stan. You weren't here with me. I missed you too. Yeah, and you know what? We were laughing during the commercial break because we were talking to Leo Hamill about engagement rings, and then he said, well, who's that coming up next? Who's Stan? I said, Stan's my family law attorney coming on to talk about divorce. And he said, hey, we I should talk to Stan. He said, because I'm involved. Leo Hamill was telling me, hey, when they, get to, they buy a ring for me, then they get married, then they get divorced, then they come back, they buy another engagement ring for me. You engagement buy, rings. There's yeah. A, there's a statute on engagement rings. Is there really? If you give somebody an engagement ring and then they break off the relationship, you get the ring back. Now, let me ask you this, though. What if they give me the ring, which my husband did not do, but what if they give you the ring like on Christmas or on your birthday? Is it then considered a present that you get to keep? No. no. Oh. <laughs> statute. If, if he breaks it off, if, if the giver of the ring breaks it off then the recipient of the ring gets to keep it. Why? Is that because it's kind of like uh, consideration, like legal consideration? Hey, you'll have to ask the state legislature about that. Huh. You know? that, that, ladies, that was evidently a man who came up with that legislative piece of policy. That wasn't a woman who came up with that. It works both ways. Yeah. <laughs> How does it work both ways? What are you men doing getting the ring back? I say if you put us through heartache, there's a reason why we don't want to keep the ring. But, you know, it's good that we can laugh talking about divorce, right, Stan? I mean, you got to laugh. Well, if you don't have a sense of humor, you're not going to stay sane for very long. Right. And I know that, you know, what I hear from people out there, and, and one of the reasons why I wanted to do this segment, and one of the reasons why I looked so long to find the right guy, which is Stan, is because I hadn't really given a lot of thought about divorce until one of my family members had to go through it this year. And then I found out just how real it is, how painful it can be, and how important and crucial it is to have the right person to help you. And in doing my search, I found that your approach is actually a little bit different, Stan, from your suggestions that you give people to do the 10 steps before they actually file divorce to also kind of the mindset that you bring to it. One of the things that, that you told me you wanted to talk about was that divorce ain't therapy. Yeah, it's not. Now, what, what does that mean to people? What well, do you mean by that? What it, what it should mean to people is that the lawyer representing you in your divorce has a financial role to play in dividing property. And then another role to play in getting support set if support is appropriate at an, at the right level. Mm -hmm. um, neither of those things involve solving the personality problems and the grievances that people have against each other that lead them to break up their their marriage. You can't help when you're representing somebody that you can see needs, you know, Maybe not hit over the head with a two-by-four, but mm -hmm. needs some, some guidance, uh, particularly in child custody cases. But if a person needs therapy, they should go to a therapist. I can't dispense, you know, drugs. I can't dispense Xanax or anything else like that to right. these people, you're, no, ma no matter yeah. how much they may need it. You're not a comma MD, you're a comma no. JD. You're no. an attorney. And th that's not the judge's role either. No, it's not right. the judge's role. But right. you know, it, the, so many divorces have uh, spouses involved in them that could use quite a bit of therapy. Sure. The, it's 
a very difficult situation because the judiciary doesn't have the tools and they probably shouldn't in the first place right. be trying to be therapists. But let me ask you this. I thought a lot of divorce attorneys as well as judges try to encourage, if not try to, I don't want to say coerce, but for lack of a better word, they actually try to get a reconciliation. So to me, that's almost like playing the role of therapist. Yeah, that's a good thing you mentioned that because that was one of the things that was on my mind when I drove over here today. Um, People have to realize, particularly when children are involved, that the judge is not going to make their ex-spouse disappear. The, mm-hmm. the system is geared toward reunification of the, of the children with both parents and letting both parents and actually forcing both parents to exercise their parental right to parent right. and their obligation to parent. Right. And that's uh, tough to do. Because a lot of people need the therapy before they can manage that. And the, the, you, you can order, uh, the judge can order one of the parties to go to therapy. Can't make an order like that that's longer than a year. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like, you know, forcing somebody into rehab. I mean, somebody has to want, if they've got a drug or alcohol problem, somebody has to want to get well. Yeah. You can't make somebody want to get well. You can order right. them to go into treatment, but you can't make them want to no. get well. If, and if, that's not really, so when it comes to divorce, I guess what you're saying is they can't make people get well. That's no. that's not the forum for it. No. And so there's a lot of people that go to, try to go to the divorce process as a means of trying to to use the process as a way to try to fix somebody else. Or they use the process to try to work out whatever psychological problems have caused the divorce in the first place. And that's not the arena to do that either. Right. No. So if somebody comes to you and, they, and they've got that mindset, what do you say to them? Ah, well, first you'd be, you'd be very careful what you say to them. Right. Uh, I have a couple of uh, people I know who do marriage counseling, well, there are a lot of them around, and uh, I will say to, the, to, to a person, hey, you know, I think you really would benefit from going to see a professional and talking about these issues you have because I think we're going to have a very rocky time here unless you get yourself reconciled to some of these things, unless you get your head turned around so that you can go through this without having a nervous breakdown. Right. Uh, well, in a sense, though, you actually provide your own form of stand therapy because you are real with your clients uh, from the beginning of t- the 10 steps that you give that what people mm-hmm. should do before they come to you. It's a way to get people into the right frame of mind mm-hmm. as to the process. You, If somebody comes to you with the wrong um, uh, objective emotionally, mm-hmm. you correct them. Well, you have to let people know what is going to happen as best as you can predict, and you, you have to be able to explain to them what the system is not or is capable of doing for them. Well, a disreputable attorney might not do that, though. A disreputable one might just take uh, their money and, you know, be willing to, to, to work with them and allow them to have the wrong uh, emotional goal. Wow, you just, you just opened a big box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, tend to do that, Stan. <laughs> we, had, what, we have a minute or so left? We got two minutes two left. Two minutes left. Okay, well... The family law bar falls into two rather distinct categories. People who are trying to be helpful and people who are trying to make things complicated last forever and uh, maybe make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. 
And yeah. uh, it, you can't make a divorce settlement or a divorce judgment by a judge. You can't make it perfect. Right. And there's so many people who are out there trying to get the last nickel and the last dime, make everything perfect, lawyers, I mean. Right. You can't do it. But you can sure spend a lot of time, money, and anguish on behalf of your client right? trying to do it. Right. So I try to get people to understand that a compromise is going to get them out of the process right. a lot quicker than otherwise. And that no matter how much money we spend, no matter how much time we spend, no matter how, much, how big a hammer we keep pounding this nail with, it's not going to turn out perfect. Right. And you're not going to get what you want. Right. There's no, there's no alternative. Right. Hey, if you're if you're listening to the Andrea K show and you've got you you're faced with the prospect of making a decision to go through divorce, you've got a family member that is, and you're in the San Diego or Southern California area, you want to call Stan. Just Google him; you can find him easily. And I think you can tell from listening to him that you know he has the right approach, and you're gonna you're gonna get the best support, and you're gonna have the best uh, legal expertise, and you're gonna be on your way to healing in in the right way, and he's gonna handle it in the right way.